Jude tells her father that she wants to enter the contest in front of the High King and be considered for knighthood. Stick around and find out what his answer will be. I'm Captain O.G. Readmore, a reading kind of cat. Read a book like me, you'll soon agree that reading is where it's at. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Book Militia Booktube channel where we are reading The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Now in the last chapter, which was chapter 4, Jude and Taryn had continued being bullied by Prince Cardin and the bullies that hung out with him. Also Jude had been threatened not to enter the fighting contest that was to be held in front of the High King, which makes her even more determined to win. Okay, so we pick up in chapter 5, and Jude and Taryn is returning home from their day of lessons. And they had stopped near uh, this lake, and Taryn was picking some berries while Jude had sat on a rock. And she didn't look into the lake, and this was a magic lake. And it says that the when when someone would look into the water... That they would not see their reflection, but they would see other people's reflections that had looked into the water uh, previously or would look into the water sometime in the future. So uh, it was a cool night. The moon was out. So you remember that the fairy world operates uh, at nighttime. So uh, most of the activities that take place are during the night and evening. It says that Taryn was picking these blackberries and like shoving them into her mouth. And it says that when Jude was young, that she used to come to this lake and glaze into the water, you know, seeing all of these other fey folks' faces of uh, the people that had looked into the, the water before. But she had hoped that she might catch a glimpse of her mother so we remember that her mother had used to live in this land so Jude thought there was a possibility that her mother could have looked into this lake in the past and maybe by chance you know she would have the opportunity to see her mother's face in the reflection of this water but it says that she eventually gave up realizing that it was probably a futile thing to do than, than try to spend all this time of trying to catch a glimpse of her mother. Taryn's voice brought her sister's attention back to the present by asking her, are you going to quit the tournament? And, you know, she said this while she's stuffing all these berries in her mouth. And Jude says this because... Uh, Cardin that day, you know, had kind of warned her or threatened her not to enter. And Jude says, what, because of Cardin and his court of jerks? And Taryn kind of frowned, you know, at her sister's defiance. And Jude said, do you know what they call us? They call us the circle of worms. And she flung a plum that she was eating, you know, into into the lake. Uh, and she was angry, you know, of course. And 
Terrence said, you know, you're littering into a magical lake and, you know, kind of simple subject or trying to keep her sister's maybe thoughts off of uh, what had happened that day. Jude says that, you know what? They are right. We are the circle of worms. We are mortal and our bodies will return to the dirt where the worms will eat us. We don't have forever to wait to do things like they do. So it sounds like she's feeling this uh, sense of pressure to hurry up and do something because I guess when someone tells you, you know, you don't have long to live or it kind of starts weighing on your mind, but she feels like she has this this pressure to to act soon to make her place in this land. And she said, I don't care if they don't like me for being in the contest. Once I earn my knighthood, I will be beyond their reach. Terrence said, do you think Maddox going to allow that? Jude said, why else do you think that he's been training us? So the girls again start to walk, you know, on the way back home. And Terrence says, I don't care about being a knight or fighting. Instead, I'm going to fall in love. And Jude says, falling in love is supposed to be spontaneous, you know, a spontaneous thing. You can't just plan for it. And Terrence says, well, I have decided. And Jude kind of thinks about, you know, who Taryn might fall in love with. Maybe a marrow. And remember, the marrow were kind of like a male mermaid. And she goes on thinking, you know, maybe he will give her the the gift of breathing underwater and a crown of pearls and take her to his bed under the sea. And she thought, you know what? That sounds amazing. Maybe I'm going about this all in the wrong way. And she suddenly looks up, you know, all this had been running through her mind. She was thinking that she wasn't saying it out loud. And she suddenly looks at Taryn and goes, how much do you like swimming? And Terrence says, huh? What? And Jude says, never mind. You know, <laughs> kind of funny, funny exchange between the two girls. So they continue home through the crooked forest, it says, because the milkwood was dangerous at night. Now, I have no idea what this means. We have heard the word milkwood before, and it said that the fairy folk smelled of milkwood. So I don't know why it would be dangerous only at night so I have no idea but you know things in this world are very different from the regular world so uh, they don't act or operate the same thing way that things do in the mortal world so it said they had to stop and let some root men pass uh, so they wouldn't get accidentally stepped on now when I heard this root men and accidentally get stepped on so I imagine they're, they must be really big my imagination kind of went back to those giant trees in the Lord of the Rings, you know, these big giant walking trees. Taryn said, if, if you are so sure that Maddox is going to give you permission, why haven't you asked him yet? And the tournament is only three days away. And Jude said, you know, anyone can fight in the tournament. But if you wanted to be a knight, you had to declare your candidacy and you also had to wear this green sash, you know, across your chest. And uh, if Maddox will not allow me, then no amount of training matters. If I'm if I am not a candidate, then I will not be chosen. And Jude had not asked Maddox yet. 
uh, because she was kind of afraid, you know, of what his answer might be. So it says when they uh, finally arrived home and they opened the front door and they heard this terrible shouting from upstairs. So, you know, they two girls looked at each other and they ran up the stairs real quick and they found their sister Vivi and she was chasing this cloud of sprites, you know. And when she opened the door room, these, this cloud of sprites, you know, flies out into the hallway past the two girls. Vivi is yelling, you know, look what they did. And the two girls look, you know, and they are the all of these items are like strewn all over the floor. And Jude kind of notices, you know, that all of these items are kind of useless junk, but they are all from the mortal wor world. So uh, we've heard before that Vivi likes to sneak off to the mortal world. So it's it seems like it's not so difficult, you know, to go back and forth. And it says that she saw matchbooks, newspapers, and novels were, were strewn around. And said some of the no novels had been shredded to make beds for the sprites. It was a full-on infestation. <laughs> so, uh, there were tons of junk. It says that Jude was surprised by, by the amount of it. And she went over and she picked up this Polaroid picture. And it was Vivi with her arm around this mortal girl that had pink hair and Jude, you know, said, what is this? But Vivi didn't answer. So it seems like Vivi has, you know, some friends in the mortal world too, uh, that she might hang out with sometimes. So the next scene, it kind of switches to dinner time, uh, where the whole family is sitting around the table and servants are, you know, walking around and bringing out these large silver plates of food. It says that there were broad beans and venison, pomegranate and grilled trout and salad. It said dessert was raisin cakes smothered in apple syrup. Sounds really good. Uh, the adults were drinking wine and the kids were also drinking wine, but theirs was mixed with water. It says Vivi was picking at her food or poking it, you know, with her, with her knife and oak their little brother, you know, which is uh, Oriana and Maddox's son. Uh, he kind of grins, you know, at Vivi and starts copying her. And Oriana quickly, you know, reprimands him and he just laughs. So Vivi's always, you know, trying to make trouble or doing things that Oriana and Maddox don't like. So at the table, you know, they're, they're just having this conversation. Maddox says, the High King will step down soon and choose one of his children to take over. He said, everyone seems to think that it will be Prince Dane. So in the fairyland, it said it didn't matter what order uh, that you were born, but that the high king would choose who he wanted to be his successor. Taryn had asked, you know, why is he stepping down? And of course, Vivi, you know, has to pipe up with her smart mouth and say, because his kids are impatient with him remaining alive. And Maddox's face, you know, gets really angry because, you know, Maddox had been very loyal uh, to King Eldred. And he just didn't like someone talking about the king like that. And had this rage on his face. But Vivi had this effect on him, you know. Uh, she knew how to get under his skin. And Maddox continues on and it says that Few kings have ruled as long as Eldred has, and now he goes to seek the land of promise. 
And Jude thought, you know, she had heard this before, and she thought the land of promise uh, sounded like death to her, but it was said that the land of promise was where they had come from and where they will return, uh, speaking of the faithful. And Jude said, so you're saying he's leaving because he's old? She didn't think time mattered, you know, with, with the Fae because they're immortal, they don't die. And Maddox, you know, he said, uh, we might not die, but we, we grow weary of it. So it seems like they get tired of living after a while. And it says that uh, Maddox had done many things, you know, for King Eldred. He had fought wars. He had led skirmishes uh, against the Queen of the Undersea. And remember, the Queen of the Undersea was Nar... What was her name? Narcasia? Nar Nicasia? Nicasia. Nicasia, which is one of uh, Prince Cardin's uh, gang of thugs that hangs around with him. But yeah, Nicasia was the daughter of this Queen of the Undersea. But it says that Eldred had seemed to have lost his taste for bloodshed. It's time for a new monarch, one that is dedicated and hungry, as Maddox had said. Maddox had continued on. He said, what good is a general with no war? And he kind of sighed, you know. So the new coronation will take place at the autumn solstice. Don't worry, though. I have a plan to ensure our future. So Maddox is scheming something, you know. He's... He's ensuring, he knows this is uh, a big change that will happen, and he's kind of positioning so that his his status or position won't change at all. Jude wondered, you know, what, what his plan might be, and then suddenly, you know, Taryn kicks her under the table, you know, and she, she looks over at her, and she, uh, she goes, you know, without making any sound, she goes, you know, ask him. And Maddox looks at Jude and says, yes. So not, not getting anything past Maddox, you know. And June said, I've been thinking about the tournament. I'm not bad with a blade, she said. And Maddox said, your bladesmanship is excellent. And everyone suddenly, you know, went silent at the table except for Oak, you know, the, the little boy. Uh, he was trying to get attention, you know, by banging his glass against his plate, you know, over and over, tap, 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 tap. But they continued on and... Jude says, I'm going to fight in the summer tournament and I want to declare myself ready for uh, to be chosen for knighthood. And Maddox's eyebrows raises, you know, and he says, is that what you want? And he says, it's dangerous work. And Jude nodded and said, I'm not afraid. Uh, and Maddox said, well, that's very interesting. And Maddox said, you are no killer, though. And Jude said, I could be. I've been training for a decade. And Maddox shook his head sadly and he said, What you lack has nothing to do with your skill with a sword. So he's thinking of something else, you know. And Jude said, started to say something, but Maddox cut her off and he said, No, I've made my decision. And Maddox kind of gave her a soft smile, you know, kind of apologetic in a way or sympathetic and said, Fight in the tournament if you like, but only for sport. You will not put on the green sash. You're not ready to be a knight. Ask me again after the new king's coronation, and I will decide at that time. So he said no for now, but he hasn't said no permanently. You know? So kind of, I guess, 
trying to make her feel a little bit better or just kind of putting off this final decision, you know, until later. Uh, Jude tried to voice her objection, but Maddox tells her after the coronation. So she, she, you know, she wanted to scream at him, but uh, she wasn't going to let this uh, conversation end without her expressing her feelings. And, you know, she gets really emotional and she says, do you know how hard it is to keep your head down, to swallow others' insults and to endure threats? But yet I have done so. And I thought it had proved my toughness. I thought if you saw I could take whatever was thrown at me and still smile, that you would think that I was worthy. And again, Maddox says, you are no killer. So Oriana, you know, she kind of jumps in and wants to kind of change the subject and says, uh, Prince Dane will make a good king. A coronation will mean a month of balls. We will need new dresses, including Jude and Taryn, you know, and ma magnificent ones. And Maddox nods, smiling, you know. I guess he was kind of happy to, to change this conversation. and says, yes, yes, as many as you like, you know. And Jude tries to breathe slowly, you know, and she's kind of concentrating on this one spot on her plate. Uh, but Maddox's words, you know, are kind of ringing in her mind after the coronation. So the, the talk continues about the coronation and the parties that they will attend. And Vivi says, I bet Oriana is worried that you two will, will dance yourselves to death. Uh, God forbid that you guys have any fun. You know, there Vivi goes trying to, to make somebody mad, you know, and he, you know, her, her making people mad is basically directed at Maddox. So trying to get under Oriana's skin to make him mad, you know, is, is something that she normally does. And Oriana said, that is not true. And Vivi rolls her eyes and says, if it wasn't true, I couldn't say it. You know, and this is speaking of her inability to lie. You know, we've, we've heard before that the faith folk are, are, can't lie. You know, whatever they say is the truth. And Vivi being half-blooded, she also maybe can't lie. And Maddox slams his fist down on the table and says, Enough! So he wants this, you know, arguing, bickering thing to stop. And everybody kind of jumped, you know, and Maddox said, Coronations are a time when many things are possible. Uh, big changes are coming. And Taryn had spoke up, you know, for the first time and said, Are you afraid someone is going to try for the throne? You know, other than who King Eldred is going to choose. And Maddox says, the Greenbrier line ought to worry, not me. Now, I'm not sure who this was. It might have mentioned the Greenbrier line in the past, but I, I can't recall what this was. But it seems to be this other group, you know, that might have a different idea of what should happen after the king uh, gives up his throne. But it seems, he seemed to be pleased uh, that Taryn had asked him. Uh, some people wish that there was no king. So I guess maybe the Greenbrier line is one of those groups that uh, wish that there was no king, you know, and that everybody was free to do whatever they wanted to without any say-so from any, you know, one person ruler or anything. Uh, it says that a seasoned strategist waits for the right opportunity. So, you know, he's kind of cautious or wary of this coronation thing might provide an opportunity for another person to make a move or something. So he's he just feels 
a little bit cautious, you know. And Oriana said to Maddie, only a fool would attack the throne with you there to protect it, you know, trying to butter him up. Uh, and Vivi said, you know, there's always something to lose. And when she said that, she kind of made a face at her younger brother, Oak, and he laughed, you know. Uh, again, kind of making Oriana more mad, you know. And uh, Maddox says, let's hope our enemies are not good strategists. And he makes a toast and says, to the incompetence of our enemies. So later on, you know, that ends the that scene where they're at the table. Uh, they cut off to Jude. And she's, you know, she's got all these things going through her mind now. And she's still angry that Maddox has refused uh, that she be declared as a candidate for knighthood. And she goes outside in the late morning sun, it says, and she looks out over the house, Maddox's house and the grounds, and thinks, you know, all of this used to be her mother's, and I wonder what it had been, it had been like for her to live here. I wonder if she thought she would be happy here. And she says she, that she thought what it must have been like for her mother, because she knows how it is for her, but uh, wondered if the same situation her mother had went through the situation must have been pretty bad because her mother had uh, tried to trick Maddox and sneak out of the world of fairy with a baby in her belly and hide for almost 10 years. You know, it's as if she might have gotten away with it, you know, eventually, but she didn't. And so she thought how good it must have been and also how bad it must have been for her mother. The next thing it says, Jude, you know, I guess she goes back into her room and Taryn is getting ready, you know, and Jude sits down and this little pixie boy starts braiding her hair. And Jude said, let's skip lessons today. And Taryn said, if you are suggesting this, then we should probably go. You know, it's a kind of suggesting that if Jude is suggesting something, we should probably do the opposite. Jude was more than a little bit disappointed you know um and Taryn had said that you know are you are you still disappointed about the tournament and she said Maddox might change his mind so she grabbed her baskets and I guess Jude finally realized well she's she's not going to skip so if she's going I'm going with her so they grabbed their baskets of food and they headed out the door and Taryn says well at least you won't have to defy Cardin now you know, speaking of, he wanted her not to enter the tournament, and now, you know, she can enter the tournament. So Jude, you know, that kind of made Jude mad in a way. You know, she suddenly turned to on her sister and said, uh, do you know why he won't let me try out? Because he thinks I'm weak. I thought I was supposed to be so good and follow the rules, but I'm done being weak, and I'm done being good. I think I'm going to be something else. So this, you know attitude has just suddenly changed. I guess Maddie's decision has made her so angry that she's tired of putting on this show, you know, of being good and trying to do the right things and not being able to get her way. So she has decided that she's going to be bad now. <laughs> so Taryn says only idiots are not scared of things uh, that they should be. But, you know, her words have no effect on Jude at all. So they, they head on, you know, to their lessons, and when they arrive, it says that uh, 
lunch was uh, starting to actually no, they they had arrived already, you know, and the day had went on, and uh, it was lunchtime now, and it says that uh, Cardin, Locke, Nicasia, and Valerian had sit down to eat, and suddenly, you know, they they all just spit out their food. And everyone was sitting down to eat, but only the people that Jude didn't like uh, were having to spit out their food because it had been thoroughly salted. And Cardin looked, you know, over at Jude, and Jude just, you know, she couldn't help but smile. And Taryn looked at her sister and said, Have you lost your mind? Shaking, you know, shaking her sister's shoulders. And said, You're making it worse. Taryn said, there's no reason, you know, no one stand. There's a, uh, there's a reason no one stands up to them. And Jude replied, I know. And, but she couldn't, you know, it says she couldn't get that smile uh, off of her face. And it says, you know, war had just been declared. <laughs> so that right there, guys, is going to end uh, the episode. A lot of interesting things are starting to happen, especially, you know, with, uh, this change of attitude by Jude. I'm kind of looking forward to see what's going to happen at the contest, you know. But, like I said, that's going to end the episode. I want to thank everybody for joining me today. Uh, thank you for the YouTube people. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Also, you can click the little bell icon, which will give you a notification of when I upload new videos. Thank you, too, for the people who are listening on the podcast. I appreciate you all. You could spend your time anywhere else, but you chose to spend it with me, and I highly appreciate that. So that right there, guys, is going to end Chapter 5, and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.